it's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you bet it is. We are fired up and coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting from the tippy top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who has never flown to Taiwan. Wow. Nancy Pelosi landing in Taiwan after the White House said they can't control this woman. Nancy Pelosi is a total dingbat. This, of course, has not left the Chinese government in a very good mood. They're releasing a statement uh, just moments ago. We came on the air. Let me try to translate it into English real quick. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. China not happy, saying it's a violation. 1979 Act between the U.S. and China and the One China Policy. We're going to discuss it in this hour at 888-788-9910. Pelosi's wild ride setting the world on fire. She must be getting one hell of a stock tip. <laughs> we're, we're all sitting here like, this lady's crazy. But watch tomorrow. Some type of chips exchange gets made. Paul Pelosi's making like $3 bazillion off the deal. Please give us money. That's really the Pelosi M.O. But on this show, uh, there is one M.O. Whether you're calling in, whether you're listening in, whether you tweet, text, carrier pigeon, we don't care what you do. Fox Across America is an all-skate. You're all welcome. I'm not an activist. I'm a talk show host. Activism takes, like, energy. You got to care. I got to get out there and like protest you i'm not protesting okay if you know jenny forgets to buy more whiskey on a fry ride i might throw the challenge flag me and lincoln might pop up in the pipe up in the backyard but i'm not an activist i say every day you could be a republican you could be a democrat just don't be a that is all uh good night last night on gutfeld if you missed it i was on with our lovable comedy dwarf greg gutfeld we posted clips on the fox across america facebook page you can check that out they're also in my twitter feed at jimmy fela uh tonight uh, if everything holds, I will be on Tucker. I'll be on Tucker Carlson's show uh, unveiling a new project he and I are working on uh, that I'm really excited to share. Uh, but we need the news to hold steady because Pelosi uh, is in Taiwan as we speak. They are 12 hours ahead of us. And the Chinese government released a very scathing statement in response to her landing there. They consider this a you know a serious military provocation, provocation anyway, which I think is fascinating seeing as they were vowing to shoot down her plane two days ago. Now they're mad at us for provoking? I mean, I, I think it's a little much. But to start here, as a guy who is, I'm constantly coming on the air looking to give you good news. This is a silver lining show. I am actually, and there is nothing to add to this. This is not a tempered uh, statement. I am actually happy and proud uh, that the Biden administration stood up to China on this one. Give him that. No, I really do give him that. I'm glad she went. You know, China was saying, don't go. This is going to upset us. And don't get me wrong. I don't look. I'm not here in the World War Three market. I'm not looking for some type of miscalculation that really does pose like an existential threat to all of us. But the one thing people respect on the world stage is force. And in this instance, we're not quite using military force, but we are acknowledging the force we possess. We are acknowledging our strength in the world because far too often, and this will be the case in the fallout for this Taiwan visit, you know, we play a very deferential role on the world stage to China. 
whether we're editing our content to appease their communist government, you know, with things like the NBA and Hollywood, you know, or we are, in fact, reconfiguring our entire economy for green energy, something China does not prioritize in any way, shape or form, other than the fact that they're making billions of dollars selling us the infrastructure and materials needed for our green energy whim. That's the greatest thing about China is they really burn the candle at both ends. It's like they're selling us all kinds of minerals and everything in between. And then when we take those minerals back to America and start building our green energy apparatus, what do they do? Go open another coal plant. China doesn't care. But when it comes to the deferential posture this administration has been in, it really does fly in the face of the matchup on paper. We're the world's biggest economic superpower. We are at the moment still the world's biggest, you know, military power, you know, and for the time being, you know, they're closing the gap on us in a hurry, you know, but if we're going to have that leverage, okay, we should act like we do. So, yeah, you're going to hear people criticizing Pelosi. This is a little bit of a provocation. I don't know why I can't say that word today. You remember when George Bush couldn't say nuclear? He'd say nuclear. I don't know. I'm very self-conscious about my speech. And you got to watch it because if you just start making up words, mispronouncing them on the air, they'll make you president of the United States. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international effort to pressure. But that being said, where people will see weakness uh, is just out of the administration itself because yesterday – John Kirby was helping Corrine Jean-Pierre get through another White House press briefing, which is, you know, a series of her flipping through the binder and saying, I don't have anything on that. And then just lying to her through her face when she's asked about things like inflation and increasing taxes and everything in between. She really has been a mess. And understand, the bar was low. She was brought in to replace Jen Psaki. Psaki sucks. Kaylee was so much better. But understand, she has made us miss Jen Psaki for all intents and purposes. Watching Kareem Jean-Pierre. She's worse than Kamala. She's terrible. Okay, but yesterday in the exchange, okay, John Kirby was asked about the fact that, you know, the White House had kind of intimated that she wouldn't be going to Taiwan. They didn't want to risk a conflict with China. But ultimately it was determined that she was going, and John Kirby said what? Well, you know, she does whatever she wants. Which, I got to be honest, man, does not paint the picture of Joe Biden being in charge. It does not paint the picture of him being the leader. You know, the buck stops here, what I say goes, you know, it all, run, all roads run through me. You know, to hear the Speaker of the House, nah, she does what she wants. We can't control her. It's weird. Now, there's a part of me that thinks, well, they're trying to minimize the provocation with China. By saying, oh, she's a wild card. We didn't sanction this. But our Pentagon, the military escort she received, the military plane she flew in, would not be available to a rogue agent. Make no mistake about it. She's not going rogue. So there's part of me that thinks they're, you know, trying to temper the level of provocation with China. But then there's this other part, if you've watched the last year and a half of this presidency, that just doesn't feel like Biden is in charge. You know, I want to play this for you because I just thought this was so bizarre. Um Kirby's, you know, he talked to Martha McCallum. He talked at the White House and every, you know, any way, shape or form you slice this, it didn't look the best. It didn't look like the picture of none of Biden's got this. But here it is. Here's clip five. But if the policy hasn't changed, then why was the speaker being urged not to go? I don't know that she was urged not to go. Who urged her not to go? The president said on August 20th that the military doesn't think it's a good idea for her to go. The speaker makes her own decisions. What we did was provide her context 
analysis, facts, information, so that she can make the best decision uh, possible for every stop, for every overseas travel. I mean, but really think about that, okay? The president said the military doesn't think it's a good idea for her to go. Okay, Kirby's response, well, the speaker makes her own decisions. Uh, I got to tell you, that's not a good look. The president is supposed to be in charge of the country, you understand. And when you do hear things like China feels provoked, China just uh, – they literally issued a war and peace length, length statement. I would read it to you, but it's only a three-hour show, and they're not happy. I mean basically in a nutshell, here's the cliff note. They released one soundbite uh, directly to Nancy Pelosi. Here it is. There are white folks, and then there are ignorant mother like you. Which I thought was harsh. I, I, didn't, I didn't see it escalating to that level, but that's basically what they're saying. But in this moment, understand, okay, I am applauding the administration – for taking, okay, a bold step in recognizing relations with Taiwan, something China does not support. Okay, China does not recognize Taiwan's independence. We have, through multiple administrations, also, okay, not recognized Taiwan's independence. We have embraced that one China policy. And what's so fascinating about that to me is every one of these Democrats who tells you, no, we don't recognize Taiwan's independence are the same Democrats that are telling you we're in the democracy business. You know, Roe versus Wade can't get overturned because that's the death of democracy. Never mind that overturning Roe versus Wade is actually the birth of democracy because states now get to vote on it as opposed to having the feds choose for them. But they always tell you things of the death of democracy. Voter ID, that's the death of democracy. People won't be able to vote. Never mind that early voting is up in Georgia 220% since they implemented voter ID. The Democrats are always telling you it's the death of democracy. January 6th, it's the death of democracy. Meanwhile, back at the ranch over in China, they have an authoritarian communist government where the president declared himself president for life, Xi Jinping. You get no say. Sure, they have elections in China, but they're basically voting at gunpoint. It's like Russia. Putin wins re-election with 103% of the vote. It's like, you know it's bad when the counties in Milwaukee think the turnout is too high. <laughs> like, wait a minute. <laughs> when the people who voted the vote, counted the votes in the 2020 election think you've, you know, you've stacked too many votes, you're like, whoa, hold on a second now. Uh, but here's the thing. On the one end, you get the bold, we're America. You're not going to order us around the peninsula. We're going to go to Taiwan if we're going to go to Taiwan. On the other end, you get more of the same, which is it's hard to deduce who's in charge. And it certainly doesn't look like it is our president. When you hear the speaker makes her own decisions, is that the hallmark of a president who's controlling things? The answer would be no. Not even a little bit. Okay, so again, I am not in any way, shape or form, you know, rooting for this conflict to escalate. Okay, this is not exactly a president who's pitching a perfect game on foreign policy. I mean, think about that. If this thing goes sideways over there in the Asian Peninsula, we've got the guy who let us out of Afghanistan trying to get us out of Taiwan. I got a bad feeling about this. It probably doesn't end good, okay, is the concern. So at a time when, you know, I get on the air every day, and I tell you this all, I hate, I don't like doing a three-hour, oh, the Democrats screwed up this. It sucks, okay? That's not the kind of show I want to do, but it's just the reality. They have been mismanaging this country on a wide scale. So if there's anything at all I can applaud, it's, yeah, I'm glad she did go to Taiwan. Hopefully it doesn't result in any type of big military escalation, but I can tell you that I'm sick of seeing us bossed around on the world stage because at a time when the United States is supposed to be adhering to a policy of speak softly and carry a big stick – 
we've been watching year after year of Biden babbling incoherently and wheeling a big teleprompter. He knows what he's talking about. Jimmy Fallon. Nice kid, but a little dumb. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Listen to the all-new Brett Bear podcast featuring Common Ground, in-depth talks with lawmakers from opposite sides of the aisle, along with all your Brett Bear favorites like his all-star panel and much more. Available now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Busy day today. Greg Stubbe from the 17th Congressional District of Florida is going to stop by. We're going to talk with cable news super hunk Sean Duffy. You watch him all over the Fox News Channel, the Fox Business Network. He's going to be here as well. Uh, but right now, uh, one thing we are doing is giving some credit where credit is due. Uh, the Biden administration yesterday threw a drone strike, killed uh, the number two man in Al-Qaeda, uh, which is addition by subtraction. Any dime there are less terrorists walking the face of the earth. We consider that a good thing. Although even in this moment of unity, uh, we did find a point of disagreement on the view. The view is awful. Here's Biden announcing the drone strike. Here is Joy Behar reacting by saying not- he's like Liam Neeson in the movie Taken. I think this is amazing. Take it away. The United States continues to demonstrate our resolve and our capacity to defend the American people against those who seek to do us harm. You know, we, we, uh, we, we make it clear again tonight that no matter how long it takes, no matter where you hide, if you are a threat to our people, the United States will find you and take you out. Oh, he's like yeah. Liam Neeson, right? <laughs> I will find you and I will kill you. Yeah. Don't you have any respect for yourself? <laughs> He's like Liam Neeson. He's talking about the movie Taken. Of course, if Biden was in the movie Taken, it would be about pills. It would be out his days of the week pill canister, Taken with Joe Biden. And on the days he takes them, he's kind of coherent. And on the days he doesn't, you get stuff like, you know. Make sure the television, excuse me, make sure you have the record player on at night. The, the, the phone. That's from the sequel, Untaken. Uh, but The View trying to, you know, give Biden bonus credit. Oh, he's such a badass. Look at Joe Biden. And listen, I'm actually happy we killed the terrorist. I got nothing to add. That's a win. Okay, believe me, on this show, if we do anything Anything good in this administration, you didn't hear about it. Okay, I would love to dump the Gatorade on Joe Biden. I root for this country, man. Yeah, I'm a conservative, unapologetically so. I think the principles are better for us. But I don't take any joy in watching the country suck and people suffer. It's been embarrassing. It's been a really bad year and a half, man. So to have them take a victory lap in any way, shape, or form is fine by me. I don't need to bash them for three hours a day. I'm capable of doing an entertaining and fun show without just screaming. Not a one-trick pony like a lot of what I'm up against in this medium. But the God's honest truth is the one question being asked is what the hell an al-Qaeda leader was doing hanging out in Kabul in Afghanistan because we were told by Joe Biden. It's weird that Joy Behar didn't bring this up. But we were told by Joe Biden that, you know, we had no business in Afghanistan because al-Qaeda was already gone. Here's him speaking in August of 2021, clip eight. Look, let's put this thing in perspective here. What interest do we have in Afghanistan at this point 
with al-Qaeda gone. We went to Afghanistan for the express purpose of getting rid of al-Qaeda in Afghanistan, as well as, as well as getting Osama bin Laden. And we did. You're a liar. I mean, we did get Osama bin Laden, something he voted against. But stick with me. Okay, al-Qaeda was not gone. Okay, Florida Representative Michael Waltz asked this question, uh, was speaking to Fox Digital, and says, yeah, you got to wonder why a terrorist is so comfortable being out in the open in Afghanistan. If we've gotten rid of al-Qaeda, why is this guy hanging out in a mansion? It's clip 11. I think this should be celebrated. Uh, I also think, though, it leads to a lot of questions. Uh, Number one, what was the leader of al-Qaeda doing in Kabul? Uh, And from what I'm hearing from a number of folks, both in Afghanistan and in the intelligence community, he's been there for some time. Uh, So what did the Taliban promise him? Why was he uh, someone who has been in hiding for decades? Uh, Now, uh, why did he feel so comfortable to really kind of be out in the open? I think he's got a point. I mean, really think about that. If we've rid Afghanistan of terrorists, which we know we didn't do because the Taliban is a terror group sitting on $85 billion of our weapons. But if we've rid Afghanistan of terrorists, uh, you probably don't have this guy walking around like he's the mayor, like he's Don Finucci in The Godfather, just tossing an orange in his hand as he walks down the street, tips people, does a card trick, kisses a lady on the cheek. Okay, we got two foreign policy situations. We've got a drone strike in China. We've got a Nancy Pelosi strike in Taiwan where she's hanging out, probably trying to score some stock tips. Chris is in Kalamazoo, Michigan, and he's offering his assessment from the flight deck. Yo, Chris. Hey, Jimmy. How are you doing? The comedian with a celebrity son. (laughs) Yo, if he hears that, he's going to want to raise. You shut your mouth. (laughs) That's funny. Hey, man, I just wanted to say I love your show. I listen to you every day. Oh, brother, that's a big deal. Don't tell that to a cop if you get pulled over. They ain't gonna pull me over. All right. I actually do the speed limit. Oh, well, there you go. Well, that you you wouldn't fit in on this show. But let me ask you this: Are they gonna are they gonna pull over Nancy Pelosi in Taiwan? What's gonna happen? Oh, I've, I've received from an anonymous source that the White House tried to turn the plane around, but Nancy Pelosi lunged for the controls in the cockpit and landed <laughs> that plane. <laughs> are you talking to Cassidy Hutchinson again? <laughs> Chris, that's really that's really funny. We got about twenty seconds before this hard commercial break, but you needed to hear me say that was legit. That's like legit funny. I hope you tweet that or something. I will. I'll throw it on my TikTok later. All right. I'll, there it is. TikTok away. You'll probably hear from Lincoln Fela because only he's getting his information stolen from China. I sought out that scam, but we'll see you there, Chris. Good stuff. There he goes, the great Chris. Check him out on TikTok. Introducing Barbie's Inflation Dream House, the toy that costs more every time you play with it. Huh? What's going on? Barbie's Inflation Dream House comes with three jobs so she can put gas in her Corvette. I am exhausted. I think I need a break. A little break? Okay. And while there's no fancy bathroom, Barbie has plenty of discount toilet paper because she can't afford the good stuff. Oh my gosh, my cheeks are killing me. 
Barbie's Inflation Dream House. On sale now, so Barbie can move into a more affordable place. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye now. Bye. Bye-bye. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Yes, inflation, the number one issue in our country right now. So naturally, the Biden administration going out, passing something called the Inflation Reduction Act, which, according to the Congressional Tax Committee, will increase inflation, ladies and gentlemen. Yo, do you understand what's going on here? This is complete and total madness. And I'll explain why it's a thing, because that's what we do on this show. If you want to chime in, 888-788-9910. Okay, this inflation bill that's on the verge of getting passed, I hope it doesn't make its way through. Okay, but as they're attempting to pass it, what do they keep doing? They keep crowing about climate change. Chuck Schumer tweeting yesterday, no bill in American history has done more to fight climate change. I played you the Joe Biden clip yesterday. No bill in America has done more to fight climate change. Yo, the bill is called inflation reduction. It's not supposed to have anything to do with climate change. But basically what happened, and here is the end around, okay, is they know that the most popular issue in America right now is inflation. So they've changed the name of the Build Back Better agenda, which was a big green energy initiative, to the Inflation Reduction Act, thinking, well, you know, people are stupid. They'll hear inflation reduction and be like, oh, I want to reduce inflation. I guess my congressman better vote for this because it's going to reduce inflation and we're going to want to reduce inflation. Yeah, the only real problem is, and these are the real numbers, okay, the Joint Congressional Committee, meaning Republicans and Democrats, the Joint Committee. They didn't smoke a joint. They're not in a Volkswagen bus driving around with a headband on, listening to Hendrix playing dark side of the moon backwards. They're not dropping acid. It's not that kind of joint committee. It's the joint committee. It's both parties. They have scored the bill, and two things are going to happen. One, the Democrats are going to raise taxes on every single American, making less than $500,000 a year. Now, Biden said on the campaign trail, I won't raise taxes on anybody that's making less than $400,000 a year. Well, lo and behold, this raises taxes on everybody making less than 500000 That's just how white folks will do you. Okay, you know what else it does? It drives up inflation. Bingo. In the short term, this bill projects to increase inflation by a small percent margin in the next three years. If you account for all the budgetary gimmicks, it would be inflation neutral for the remainder of the bill. But understand inflation is a now problem. 61% of Americans living paycheck to paycheck now. Okay. Passing a bill that doesn't show us any net savings for 10 years does not affect a now problem. This is why people hate politicians. Because you go out and you title something, the Inflation Reduction Act. And again, you're like, okay, finally, we're going to reduce inflation. Woo! And then you find out it doesn't reduce inflation at all. Not only does that be a, become a problem, does that leave a, a distaste, if you will, in the mouth of the political consumer. But this is, in fact, a climate change bill in disguise, meaning they didn't have the support 
to pass a standalone climate change bill. If you look at the polling on issues heading into the midterms, climate change doesn't crack the top five. Nobody cares what the weather's going to be in 50 years if they can't afford goods in 50 minutes when they go to the grocery store. They don't care. Okay, never mind that most of us don't even believe it's a thing because climate change has changed its focus. Okay, the environmentalists have changed their focus at every turn. Okay, the only constant thread from the climate environmental save the world yahoos is the resounding message. Please give us money. That's it. I said this yesterday. In the 70s, it was an ice age. We're all going to freeze to death. We'll be dead by 1980. I'm telling you we're dead in by 1980, so... Please give us money. And then what happened? Nobody was dead. The Ice Age didn't come. They're like, well, it didn't come because it's hot. How hot is it? Well, it's so hot that... Please give us money. <laughs> and they just wanted money. We're all going to melt. And then when those, you know, temperatures didn't rise at the corroborating level of their claims and we didn't melt, they said, well, it's not that it's hot. It's that it's changing. The weather's changing. Oh, get out of here. You don't say. The weather always changes. Please give us money. And that's always been the hook. But in this instance, they're trying to reconfigure our economy. They don't have the actual support at the ballot box to do so. They don't have the guts to go pass a bill called climate change. Nobody wants to pass that climate change bill because nobody can vote for it. But if you Trojan horse it into something called the Inflation Reduction Act, people feel a hell of a whole lot better voting for it. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. But it is a scam because it's not reducing inflation. Okay, Peter Ducey, he squared off with Corinne Jean-Pierre. They were talking at the White House yesterday, and he flat out asked, hey, does Biden want to pull his support for inflation reduction, given that he promised on the campaign trail we wouldn't raise taxes on anybody making less than 400000 She just tries to call him a liar. Here it is, clip 15. Is President Biden thinking about pulling his support for the Inflation Reduction Act? No. Because he promised it wasn't going to make, it wasn't going to raise taxes on anybody making less than four hundred thousand dollars a year. But the Joint Committee on Taxation says that is not true. Well, that is incorrect. So, the Joint Committee on Taxation, which you guys heralded as a an effective body when you were selling that infrastructure package, is not to be trusted here. The JCT uh, uh, report that we're currently seeing is incomplete because it omits uh, the actual benefits uh, that Americans would receive. You're a moron. She's just shameless is what it is. Now, you know, the Joint Committee on Taxation, their, their analysis isn't any good. Understand, when they were selling us an infrastructure bill, okay, that did not prioritize infrastructure. Infrastructure has always been bridges, tunnels, roads, airports, highways, stuff like that. This was, you know, free child care, student loan forgiveness, gender studies initiatives, not the kind of stuff you drive a car over, not the kind of stuff you fly a plane on, but that was the scam of that $1.9 trillion infrastructure bill. I mean, think about it. $1.9 trillion in infrastructure disguised as COVID relief, and most of the money didn't go to either one. What a fraud. Okay, but in this moment, the bigger fraud is what she's saying, because when they tried to sell the public that infrastructure bill, what did they say? Well, the Joint Committee on Taxation, they're the gold standard. Of course, I mean, if they say it's okay, we're going to go with what they say. They say it's okay. We love the Joint Committee on Taxation. Now the Joint Committee on Taxation turns around, says this is going to jack up everybody's taxes and it's going to raise inflation. And they're like, oh, hell no. 
Ain't nobody trust no joint committee. Ain't nobody got time for that. We ain't listening to them. They don't care. You see, it's very fair weather. There's a lot of cherry picking going on. But the one constant theme here is that you're taking it in the face when it comes to their policies. Because the problem we have again and again and again is their needs, their agenda is not your agenda. That's why Biden's polling at 30%. That's why they project to lose everything known to man in the midterms. Okay, they're on a shopping spree. They know they have until November to act on the majorities they have in the Senate and the House. They know the minute the midterms happen, they're losing everything known to man. So they're trying to throw as many items into the cart as humanly possible between now and then. And that's what this green energy scam is. Okay, well, we'll call it inflation reduction. What is in it? What what reduces inflation? No one No one can point to that. Here is Joe Manchin. It's just a dirtbag. At a time when we're in a recession, people are getting clobbered. Understand, you know, we can like Joe Manchin when he gets in the way of Biden's spending initiatives. But at his core, he's still just a politician, still just looking out for himself, whatever lobbyist money, whatever spending deal can come to his district, you know, to his state. That's what he's after. These guys are worms. Okay, Joe Biden being the spoke in the wheel when Biden wanted to spend $5 trillion, Joe Biden is the reason they only spent a trillion nine. But that trillion nine was money we didn't have. That trillion nine is the root cause of our inflation. But we did give Joe Biden, uh, Joe Manchin credit at the time. We were like, hey, at least this guy's responsible. And he realizes we can't sp- keep spending money like this. But then he did the typical politician thing. He railed against spending money, railed against spending money. Now they're spending more money than God. And he wants you to believe with a straight face that there's nothing in the bill that's going to raise taxes. Here it is, clip 14. We have to agree to disagree, a difference of opinion. You know, my, my Republican colleagues are my friends, and I've worked with them tremendously, and I will continue to work with them any way, shape, and form. But these are things that we've all talked about in bipartisan groups. How can we start paying down our debt and take our take our finances seriously, get our financial house in order? We these are things that we all talked about, and we all said this is something we've got to change. This is in this bill. In normal times, this would be a bipartisan bill. It definitely would. This is the biggest schmuck I've ever met. Ah, normal times. It'd be a bipartisan bill, meaning both parties would be happy, just spending money we don't have. Throwing us up the creek, as they say, without a paddle, if you will. But understand, okay, there are some pragmatic people in Washington. Not a lot of them. Most people are members of the Uniparty. They just want to spend. They just want the lobbyist cash. They just want to go to Cafe Milano. I get it. Those are fancy dinners. Who doesn't like a good fancy dinner or a good fancy lunch? But when you're selling out the country to get it, it's not something I can get on board with. He's lying. Okay, he tells us in the next interview that it's all about fighting inflation. Here it is. Clip 16. This is all about fighting inflation. That's what it's about. Inflation is just absolutely destroying families across West Virginia and across America. High price of gasoline just to go to work. High price of food just to maintain your uh, sustain yourself during the day and and every day for your family. And then the high cost of energy and any and everything else you want to do in life is taking a tremendous toll. That's what this is about. Not even close. Yo, this isn't about any of that. This is the same bill under a different name. Green energy subsidies, tax hikes on corporations. Yo, we're in a recession right now. According to everybody but the Biden administration, the technical definition of a recession is two negative quarters of GDP growth. We are there. We are trending towards a third quarter. 
of negative GDP growth, okay? As the job market will contract, as personal savings have shrunk five straight quarters, as disposable income has gone down five straight quarters, we're now hiking taxes on the very corporations that do the hiring, that do the job creation, that do the manufacturing. Okay, we're making it harder on our businesses at a time when our economy is already under duress. This could be a problem. And when Joe Manchin gets out there and says, oh, you know, they say this is going to negatively impact inflation. We got to agree to disagree. No, no, yo, those are the facts. But here it is, clip 18. But there are some analysis groups, some nonpartisan groups. University of Pennsylvania, Wharton School, says the act would very slightly increase inflation until 2024, then decrease inflation after that. But it says roughly it's indistinguishable from zero, and they don't think it'll have an impact on inflation. So, I mean, that's a group that's looking at this. Brett, I respectfully disagree on that. But you know what? We can have differences of opinions. We had 17 Nobel laureates of time before say that, oh, inflation is going to be transitory. Mm -hmm. So people have difference of opinion. You're a bald-faced liar, a liar. Do you understand the point he's trying to make? Okay, Brett Baer is pointing out that the University of Penn's Wharton Business School, which, by the way, is as good as anything in the country to get into, okay, came to the same conclusion that the Joint Congressional Committee did. So both political parties, Republicans and Democrats, and the economist at the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School, they both said this will increase inflation till 2024. After that, it's indistinguishable from zero, and they don't think it'll have an impact on inflation, meaning it won't increase it anymore. But will it lower inflation at any point at all? The answer would be no. This is why people hate politicians. It's also why we're in a recession, no matter what clowns like Joe Manchin tell you. Introducing Recession by Calvin Klein. Recession. A fragrance so good, it's hard to define. And what is exactly the White House's definition of a recession? Again, we don't, we don't, I'm not going to define it from here. Recession. Made from a patented blend of inflation and high fuel prices, recession will have all the hot and horny girls in denial. This is not an economy that's in recession, but we're in a period of transition in which growth is slowing. Recession will give you the confidence to take on any challenge. I am uh, I am very willing to let the American public judge my physical and mental fil- my physical as well as my mental fil- fitness. Recession is so strong, it's causing women and men to lose their minds. I keep forgetting I'm president. Recession by Calvin Klein, a fragrance that always does the job until there's no more jobs out there. Recession. You're hanging out with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America. It is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. You can see me in person. you got a lot of options. I'm going to hang out with the Fallon family. We're going to be in Houston this weekend uh, watching Garth Brooks. Jenny Fallon, my wife, one of her bucket list items was to go see Garth Brooks. She had two things she wanted to do in life. She wanted to see Garth Brooks. She wanted to marry a really handsome, cool guy. Well, she's 0 for 1 on that, but she's got the Garth Brooks thing down. Uh, we're taking Jenny, me, and Lincoln to see Garth Brooks in Houston this weekend. 
Uh, and then uh, me and Jenny, we're going to be on the road. We're going to be in the Lake of the Ozarks at the Encore. I'll be doing stand-up Friday night, August the 19th, if you want to check that out. Uh, and then, of course, Friday, August the 26th, Saturday, August the 27th, we will be at the Carson Nugget in Carson, Nevada. Tickets for that at ccnugget.com. Uh, this Friday, I'm going to announce some on-sale dates through Ticketmaster for some of my events coming up this fall. We're heading out to Iowa. We're heading out to Vegas, heading down to Oklahoma. There's a lot going on on this show, uh, and I'm dying to get out there and meet all of you. And if you happen to be listening in a market that does not have me on the schedule, call the damn station. Be like, hey, get Jimmy Fallon out here. Come on, folks. I'm trying to get the hell out of New York. It's a dump. Uh, I'm supposed to be on Tucker tonight talking about just how bad New York is. Uh, That, of course, is pending any breaking news involving Nancy Pelosi. We do have a Speaker of the House in Taiwan at a time when the Chinese government is vowing to shoot down her plane. Uh, So things are a little touch and go at the moment, uh, if we're being honest. So we will follow that, and hopefully this will pan out. But in the next hour, we can confirm cable news super hunk Sean Duffy is going to be here. And why is he going to be here? Because he's a father of... Nine children. What the hell did you just say? I'm not even kidding. Like, his wife, Rachel Campos Duffy, loved being on MTV's Real World so much, she basically started her own reality show. It's got like a John and Kate plus eight thing going on over there. And uh, he's going to be weighing in on the effort in the Democratic Party to provide drag queens for kindergarten children. They're crazy. They really are. And uh, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is throwing the challenge flag. And now The View has jumped in. And we're going to have a grown-up talk about that uh, when we come back on Fox Across America. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it is. And we are coming to you live from the greatest country in the world broadcasting, as we always do, from the tippy top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon lacing him up. We got a track meet in this hour. Cable News super hunk Sean Duffy, former congressional superstar turned cable news superstar, is going to stop by to discuss Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and the never-ending quest to shield kindergarten kids from going to drag shows. What the hell is the world coming to? You wouldn't really think it would take much of an effort. You know, when I was a kid growing up, somebody wanted to take your kindergartner to a strip club. Uh, We had a word for them. They were called, you know, sex offenders. (laughs) Anybody who wants to teach your kindergartner about sex, okay, shouldn't be around your kindergartner. Correct mundo. But apparently nobody told that to the Democratic Party, and nobody told that to the ladies on The View. We're going to play you some clips from The View as well. No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 Gotta do it, man. You play the teams on the schedule. That's what Fox Across America is. It is a team sport. We say this all the time. This is our show, uh, the American people. Fox, you know, had the foresight to give a regular guy like me the opportunity to talk to a few million Americans a day and people listening around the world. And uh, it has very much grown into, you know, what I say all the time. It's just like America's family meeting. We're having a lot of common sense discussions uh, at a time when that thing is kind of an endangered species. Like we're living in the golden age of stupid, if you look around the country. That is correct. Okay, and there's no, you know, no higher bar for stupidity than the women on The View, okay, who weighed in on this clip. Okay, last Wednesday, I played this on the show, Ron DeSantis was talking about the need to protect kids 
from being sexualized at an early age. This should not be a political issue, man. It, it sh- you really got to stop and ask yourself, was this an issue, you know, bringing kids to strip shows? Was this something we had ever discussed a year ago? The answer would be no. How about five years ago? The answer would be no. How about 10 years ago? The answer would be no. But all of a sudden, it's an issue now. Why? Because this is what they do in the age of identity politics, especially when it comes to things like, oh, I don't know, trans rights. Okay, I absolutely 100 percent support the right for trans people to do whatever the heck they want to do, assuming they're not walking around a women's locker room as a biological male. Okay, do anything else. Okay, it's America. You have the right to be whatever the hell you want to be. That's the whole point of America is that we are free range chickens. Thank you, Ted Cruz. But the point is what they do when it comes to political leverage is they will take some variant of identity politics to a wild extreme simply so the people who speak out in opposition can be labeled as transphobic. Okay, that's what goes on. Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. That's what it is. So it starts out with, well, you know, we're going to recognize the rights of trans students to participate in school. And we're like, okay, you know, great, of course. Yeah, why wouldn't you? And uh, we're going to let them compete in sports. You're like, oh, okay, yeah, why, why wouldn't you? Okay. And then we're going to take your kindergarten kid to a drag show just to start teaching them about sex. What the hell did you just say? (laughs) They're like, what do you mean what the hell did we just say? You're endangering trans people. You're going to lead to a spike in hate crimes. You're not telling me the truth. But that's what they do. Okay, that's where this whole thing starts. I'm going to play this DeSantis clip. Where he basically says, hey, you got to protect little kids. You don't expose them to drag queen shows. Okay, when DeSantis passed the parental rights and education bill, understand the Democrats labeled it as don't say gay. Why? Because they couldn't protest the substance of the bill. Eighty percent of parents agree with Ron DeSantis that we shouldn't be teaching kids between the ages of kindergarten and third grade anything to do with sex. Not gay, not trans, not straight or anything in between like my weirdo producer happens to be in. But the point is, okay, Ron DeSantis was taking a very popular position. But the Democrats at a time when they were hemorrhaging support were like, I've got it. We'll say he's going after gay people. We'll mobilize some voters there. Because you understand, Democrats are down double digits with black voters. They're down 40 points with Latino voters. Okay, they need to rally somebody to their cause. So they tried to tell women they were under attack and going to go to jail because of abortion, which isn't true. And now they're trying to tell gay gay Americans that Ron DeSantis and the Republicans are out to get them. Now, it's wildly untrue. The air quote, don't say gay bill. Never mentioned gay once. Never, ever, ever. But that didn't stop Democrats and the idiots running Disney to go after Ron DeSantis. So uh, I guess we have some issues. (laughs) They had big issues. Okay, Florida actually went after their tax abatements, and rightfully so. Because you understand you can't keep gaslighting the public on people are out to get you. You know, because the problem you have there is it ultimately does lead to a toxic divide in our society. And it does lead to things like, oh, I don't know, Waukesha, Wisconsin, where a guy gets in a car, runs over 42 white people after posting at length that we need to start killing white people because Democrats claimed Kyle Rittenhouse was a white supremacist because he shot two white people. 
Like, ah, I let this guy made an okay sign. That makes him a white supremacist. Even though every politician in Washington has been photographed making this sign at one point or another. The point is they were shamelessly selling race, racial division, just like they shamelessly sell gay division, trans division and everything in between. Here is DeSantis making a point last week that should never be political. This should not be an issue. If you're a parent of any merit whatsoever, you should not want your kids anywhere near sex ed between the ages of kindergarten and third grade. Shouldn't have it. I admire your honesty. But understand this, okay? I would argue you shouldn't have anywhere near sex between kindergarten and, like, eighth grade. When I was sitting in eighth grade and they were teaching us sex ed, all we were doing were double entendres. It was one that's what she said joke after another. Okay, but again, I think we should be beyond the point of agreement and we were a year ago, that you would never teach sex ed or bring your kindergartner to a drag show. That was not an issue a year ago. But the Democrats moved the bar on this simply because they wanted to spark a backlash so they could call people transphobic. We'd then stand down and they'd advance some type of identity politics legislation. That's how this works. But here's DeSantis starting out at a point that should be one of widespread agreement. It's clip 29. A week or two later, there was video from a, a place that had similar stuff, and then that was identified as being in Florida. So we said, wait a minute, having kids involved in this is wrong. That is not consistent with our law and policy in the state of Florida, and it is a disturbing trend in our society to try to sexualize these young people. That is not the way you look out for our children. You protect children. You do not expose them to things that are inappropriate. Thank you, Ron DeSantis. The force is strong with this one. force is very strong in that one. And he's right. Okay, there are laws against this. You can't take your kindergartner to a strip club. So, yeah, parental choice is a thing. Ron DeSantis is a guy who is adamant about the fact that parents should choose whether or not to mask their kids. Parents should be able to choose whether or not to vaccinate their kids, especially if the government's not going to provide any evidence whatsoever that vaccinating a kid helps. Okay, they don't have any evidence that wearing a mask helps. And I'm not saying that to be cavalier with your kid. Okay, they're being cavalier by saying, do this, we have no evidence. That's cavalier. Okay, the whole posit for the vaccine and for vaccinating and boosting your kids was what? That vaccinated people can't spread COVID. That is a fact check false. And then they were like, well, they can't get COVID. That is a fact check false. They've got nothing on any of that. But they socially pressured so many people into compliance. And now the same president who told us it was a pandemic of the unvaccinated has just tested positive for COVID for the second time in a week. Biden is such a disaster. But again and again and again. Okay. The position Ron DeSantis is taking of parental choice is in line with something called the law. Okay, the criticism here is the view. I'm about to play you a clip in which she's calling this hypocrisy. She's like, oh, parental choice. He always says parental choice. But now he's mad at parents for taking the kids to a drag show. Yeah, you want to know why? Because it's against the law. Okay, you should have parental choice. I want to send my kid where I want to send him within the confines of the law. I could technically choose to buy my kid a grenade launcher and tell him to shoot it at a shopping mall. Yes, that's parental choice. But some of that choice does come with legal consequence. And that's the point that's lost on The View, where they're just selling uninformed self-righteousness at a runaway pace. Let's start here with Anna Navarro. She's telling you that red states are like Cuba and North Korea. This is clip 27. 
They brought it back to the states with the overturning of Roe v. Wade, but now you have the states deciding you can't go to another state, which just flies in the face of what they're saying when they say a state. What about contraception? And that's the kind of stuff that happens in Cuba. That's the kind of stuff that happens in North Korea, where they don't let people travel out of, you know, out of those countries. But look, I I do think the party has, uh, I think the party's gone crazy, frankly, to tell you the truth. Because I, you know, and I think what they've decided to do is manufacture, because these are manufactured culture wars. Mm-hmm. They are not real issues. I'm surrounded by idiots. Okay, a manufactured culture war. She just told you that people can't leave their state to get an abortion. That's not true. Okay, she just told you, oh, this is North Carolina. No, no. Our current abortion laws, if you want to talk about manufacturing, okay, some outrage, our current abortion laws are on par with North Korea and China as one of eight countries in the world that allow for abortion in the third trimester. Okay, eight countries in the world, the U.S., China, North Korea, and a couple of in-betweens. There's not a single solitary country in Europe that lets you go beyond 15 weeks. We're on board with countries that are allowing you to abort up until the day of birth. That's not right. Yo, that's infanticide. But again, let's stick to the plot here, which is Anna Navarro going against Florida and drag queens and hypocrisy and everything in between. It's clip 28. This is a state where we have a housing crisis. This is a state where we have an insurance crisis. This is a state where we have a climate crisis. And instead, Ron DeSantis is focusing uh, uh, focusing on drag queens. And so listen, yes, do I think a five-year-old should be at a drag show? No. But you know what? If you are for parental choice when it comes to your kid wearing a mask... To school. If you are for parental choice when it comes to your kid learning about slavery and learning the true history of this country, then why in the hell can't you be about parental choice on whether you take your kid to a drag show or not? Well, that's true. This is, you know, you're cherry-picking this. Listen, I I looked at the the top causes of uh, endangerment for children, of children's death. It's firearms. It's car accidents. You know, all it's the, drowning. Right it is Anna. not drag queen. Right, I'm yet Anna. to see a kid who but, dies from being a cold All of that is true. What would you do with a brain if you had one? You, do you understand? He's not saying anyone is dying from this, number one. But number two, when it comes to parental choice and the hypocrisy she's trying to hit him on, okay, there are laws in this country. You're not supposed to be taking a kindergartner to a strip club. That's not good parenting. She herself admits... Would I take my kid to a drag show? No, of course you wouldn't. I mean, I, I don't know that I, I, I'm actually semi-surprised that she didn't go full boat and just embrace the stupidity. But the point is, okay, Ron DeSantis is in the state that more Americans are moving to than any other state in the country. And where are they moving from? They're moving from Democratic states like California. Bingo. Democratic states like New York. Bingo. Democratic states like Illinois. Bingo. And it's not because they've got a fascist running the state who's manufacturing culture wars. It's because they've got a guy who's embracing the principles of what this country was founded on, which is, yes, individual choice, but also some type of respect for the law, which says you don't take your kid to a strip show. Okay, Anna Navarro, I know you think you threw a fastball down the middle on that one, but just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. You missed the strike zone by about five feet, you jackass. 
And that's the problem with the view. That's the problem with a lot of what goes on in the left in this day and age is they're selling self-righteousness, but they have no idea what they're talking about. is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Big Tuesday episode of the show. Uh, at the end of the show today, in the very final segment, I will be on America Reports. We go off the air and have about a three-minute window to get down to their studio by the bottom of the show. I will be on with the great Sandra Smith on America Reports if you're into the TV thing. Uh, and then tonight I am scheduled to be on Tucker, uh, you know, news permitting. There's a lot going on on the other side of the world. Nancy Pelosi, if you remember, uh, landed in Taiwan uh, just a few short hours ago. Nancy Pelosi is a total dingbat. Whatever. She's probably getting some healthy stock tips <laughs> for her husband. Probably making that money, girl. Uh, no, we don't know. It's the United States actually showing some solidarity with Taiwan, which has enraged uh, communist China. They have issued one statement after another. Still rambling on. Uh, but, you know, the fact remains we did demonstrate some strength on the world stage in doing this and not being... Uh, ordered around by China. So I am happy uh, that she is there. I'm happy that this administration showed some nuts for once after capitulating to the Taliban in Afghanistan. You know, I do like when we do the America thing, like, hey, we're not supposed to take orders from anybody. We have the biggest economy in the world. We have the you know, greatest military fighting force in the history of the world, although that's kind of going downhill right now as we're failing to meet recruitment goals because a lot of people who would traditionally fight for this country are now being told they're white supremacists, you know, they're white trash, and we need to prioritize gender inclusion and be more woke in the military. Everything woke turns to It's a mess out there. But the point is, if you're going to be number one, you should act like it from time to time. We don't need China as much as they need us. It's one of the biggest problems we have right now is so many big American companies, so many globalists have gotten so addicted to that sweet teat of China money, you know, that places like the NBA, places like Hollywood, you know, they can't sell out fast enough when it comes to appeasing the Chinese communist government. You know, but China needs us more than we need them. Yeah, we've gotten addicted to the convenient cash, but they are the biggest human rights abuser in the world. 
uh, and they are out there for a country that purports to claim we care about the environment as much as we do. You know, we're running most of that environmental infrastructure through China, the biggest polluter in the world by a margin of two. Them and India, pound for pound, are the, I mean, the greatest we've ever seen. They're, they're the 1992 dream team of Olympic basketball when it comes to pollution, you know. But there we are capitulating to them time and time again. So the fact that Nancy Pelosi got hopped up on Merlot and flew into Taiwan, I think is worth applauding. I don't know what Sean Duffy's going to say. He's a former congressman. He worked with Nancy Pelosi in the House of Representatives. Poor guy. But he'll stop by to discuss all of it and this war on children's sanity when we come back on Fox Across America. Reality with a bit of insanity. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you bet it is. They're playing Lenny Kravitz. He's a rock star in the music world. Joining us now on the show, a rock star in the cable news world. A rock star before that in Congress. The sun never sets on his rock empire. He is, of course, Fox News contributor and cable news super hunk, Sean Duffy. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. How are you doing, Jimmy Fallon? Jimmy Winner? Listen, you are you are a, 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 a Fox News star, Fox radio star. It's like the shadow has become so big, like we all we all stand in the shadow of Jimmy Fallon. But it's great to be with you on your radio program. The last time you were on with me on Fox Business, I'm like, Jimmy, Jimmy, I bring you on and I can't get like one segment like in a, in a two month time to come on your radio show. It's like, come on, brother, give, hey, give me some love. Hey, hold on, Duffy. It is my understanding that you're getting several segments on Friday, August the 19th. Can we confirm for the listeners that you, uh, it's the 26th, right? It's August 26th. You'll be guest hosting the show. I'm, I'm trying to work that out. And I think I will be, which Whoa. Way, by the way, I got to tell you what, when I, when I sit in your studio and I'm like, I got, I feel like I'm in my, you know, 10 year old bedroom. I got star, star Trek, star Wars, <laughs> action figures i'm like this is like the greatest venue the greatest mind space that a guy could have yep and to do radio and just you know i'm like channel jimmy just get a pontificate talk <laughs> about the issues of the world that's, bring that's it what, to life so so you gotta channel do jimmy. that's all you gotta do but you gotta understand the difference is you were playing with these toys when you were 10 my radio team is playing with these toys now in their 30s that's the difference <laughs> so true so, so true but you know what uh-huh. i i don't I, I would actually play with them even now but i'm like i can't touch jimmy's toys because then he's like you can be like who broke my who broke the my Luke uh, Skywalker? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My no, I, fighter, you I, know, I, right? I respect that. Well, in the culture wars, the, the toy we keep coming back to when guests come in for the first time is we have a toy in here called He-Man. And in the modern Democratic Party, I don't know that you could have a He-Man. Would it be they, them? Like, what would you call it? Could you call it He-Man? Or he it. He it. <laughs> I mean, right? I mean, I don't know what you – because, again, we – I get so confused. I'm like, what am I supposed to call people? <laughs> Can I assume that you're a man or may you be a woman? How do you identify? I'm like, you, you I get really know. confused. And then I just kind of start to shut down. I'm like, I start to become an introvert because I don't know how to, what to call people when I meet them. <laughs> it's such a dumb. That's, what, by the way, that's why I'm so grateful when you have the vice president of the United States actually tell me what her pronouns are so I know how to address her. I mean, she's doing a service to America <laughs> and letting us all know what we should, what pronouns we use to address her, and I'm, I'm grateful for that. We're talking to Sean Duffy. He's taking some cheap shots at Kamala Harris. Well-deserved, by the way. I mean, she's a disaster. 
That was my favorite thing in the world. You know, the way that Kamala story went down, okay, for our listeners who might not have been familiar with it. So last week, Kamala was speaking to some visually impaired people, and she started out by saying, my name is Kamala Harris. I'm a woman. I'm wearing the color blue, which, by the way, means nothing to you if you're blind. You don't know what colors are. But then she said, my pronouns are, you know, she and her and everything in between, at which point all hell broke out on Twitter because we were like, oh, come on, this is ridiculous. They don't need to know her pronouns. That has nothing to do with being visually impaired. But basically what's happened, and I was saying this on America's Newsroom, is Kamala Harris says so many dumb things. She has created a cottage industry where, you know, people used to hang out outside of Cubs games hoping to catch a home run because they fly out all the time. The Internet Uh is now stuck with people sitting around with a mitt on all day waiting for Kamala to speak because she might hit them a home run. Where they're going to go viral because of some dumb thing she said. Isn't it amazing to see this whole cottage industry sprout out? Which, by the way, I, I I saw you do that live. I was watching. Like, <laughs> like it's a jam. A I saw him do this live in New York. <laughs> everyone is there with their gloves on. Go, she's speaking. We got a we got a we got a fly ball here. Who's gonna catch it? Yep. You know, I'm gonna get some. I'm gonna get some Twitter fame if I can get the the right play on what Kamala Harris is saying. But if we're honest, this is embarrassing. This is embarrassing, Jimmy. That we're actually having this conversation. That the gender is fluid. I I, I always say this. Listen. God, God gave you a lot of things to choose in life. Mm-hmm. He gave you free will to make a lot of decisions that work for you. But one of the decisions he did not give you is your gender. Mm-hmm. Now, you can, you can say, I wish that I was an opposite gender, but your DNA is such that if you were born a man, you're always going to be a man. And if yeah. you're born a woman, you're always going to be a woman. You can change your, your genitalia mm-hmm. to try to switch that around. You can wear different clothes. But you can actually change the way that God made you. And I'm, I'm sorry, I, 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 God gave you a lot of freedom, well, not the freedom. Well, there went, there went our sponsorship from Disney World. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I think I'm, on, right. I'm I think I'm on the ban, I'm on the ban list. I don't think I I I love Disney. I love yeah. I love taking my kids to Disney, but mm-hmm. I boycotted them. I'm not going I'm not I'm not going to give I, I work, you work hard. We all work hard for our money. Mm-hmm. Why in the hell would I give them my hard-earned dollar when they undermine everything? that I believe in and are trying to push this radical agenda, not on me, but on my kids. Yes. I'm like, come on, leave my kids alone. It's madness. We don't need that in our, I mean, just, I mean, you entertain them with wholesomeness, which is what you used to do, which is what Walt Disney believed in. Yep. Leave me alone. Leave my kids alone. Now, now the, now the Duffy kids are riding Peter pansexual. You know, it's not how it's supposed to be. Uh, we're talking to Sean Duffy, cable news super hunk. He's not happy about the sexualizing and, and the gender obsession of corporations like Disney. And this just came up on The View. We were talking about this earlier. So The View is yelling at Ron DeSantis because he doesn't want people taking their kids to drag shows. Now, what's interesting is, like, this was never a political debate a year ago. This is the part nobody acknowledges about identity politics. We're fighting on battlefronts that didn't exist a year ago, which means one side is creating new gripes. One side is taking this argument to a new place, uh, and it's past a point of reason. Like, it's not about parental choice when you're taking a kid to a drag show. It's about the law for all intents and purposes. You can't take a little kid to a strip club, can you? That was the point I was going to make, Jimmy. Right? And so we don't want to say that strip clubs are the same as drag shows because they're not the same. Mm-hmm. But the concept is the same, that we protect kids and mm-hmm. we don't want to sexualize our children. Mm-hmm. And to, to bring kids into a strip club or to bring kids into a drag show 
is sexualizing our children. Because, listen, I've been to drag shows before. I'm just going to put that out there. Yeah. I have. I did reality TV, and I, I roomed mm-hmm. with a, a lesbian on reality TV, and I went to drag shows with her. And I, and, and, but I was, I was, you know, in my 20s. What else? And I could comprehend that, and I actually enjoyed myself. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. I'm going to get hate mail now. But, no, you're not. But that's not right for an 8-year-old kid no. or a 10-year-old kid. Or... That's not appropriate. And it's okay for society to say, you know what? We're not going to take kids to, to strip shows. We're not going to take them to drag shows because that's not appropriate for kids. And, you know, if you're a libertarian, you might say that's okay. Let all the kids, you know, be sexualized. But if you believe in limited government and smart rules about family and culture, you should say, you know, Ron DeSantis is right. We don't want kids in drag shows. By the way, can I tell you what, Jimmy? Mm-hmm. I actually disagree on one issue with Ron DeSantis. I think he's done a great job as a governor. I'm going to talk my podcast from the kitchen table with my wife on this issue. Mm-hmm. But Ron DeSantis did something horrible that really disturbs me. He's actually changing the state dessert of Florida <laughs> from key lime pie, which, by the way, that key lime pie screams Florida, right? Yeah, I, mean, yeah. it's like, I love mm-hmm. key lime pie. He's going to make it uh, be apple. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, strawberry shortcake. What? As a national dessert. That, yeah, that's disqualifying. Horrible. That's disqualifying. I, I mean it. Like, I'm going to get him on the phone. Mikey, cancel the interview. I can't co-sign that. And I got nothing against strawberry shortcake, but key lime no, pie, no. done the right way, is is this just a superior pie, number one. Number two, you talk about gov- gov- you know, government meddling. Why, why does he have his thumb on the scale of big pie? I've never been to heaven, but I imagine if I did go to heaven, I would be having key lime pie done the right way with that with that crumbly crust, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and fresh key lime. And it's, I mean, it's delicious. And I don't know why Ron DeSantis is doing that, but he is, and he's wrong. Can I tell you something? But he's right on the transgender yeah. uh, stuff he's been fighting. He's right on saying kids should not go, mm-hmm. you know, to, to drag shows. And again, to have leaders that are willing to stand up and protect the youth of their state or the youth of America mm-hmm. is, is, is sound politics and, you know, sound, sound cultural moves by people who care about families and over, I mean, we, our kids get Jimmy over sexualized all the time in yeah, culture. Totally. It's hard for them to get away from it. Why, why not say we're not going to allow them to do these certain things that just add into the, the sexualization of, of children, which isn't healthy for them. No, no, it's not good. We're talking to Sean Duffy. He's a cable news super hunk. He has broken news. We did not know that Florida's dessert has transitioned. We did not know that. That's that's a big that's a big breaking news. But there's another thing I want to talk to you about, because this goes on in Washington. And you are, of course, a veteran of Congress. Um, the inflation reduction bill. This I find this so fascinating. We know it's not going to reduce inflation. But the bigger ruse is the fact that it's really just a climate change bill. But they knew it couldn't pass on its own. So they just kind of hid it under the banner of inflation reduction. Isn't that's a little bit of a gimmick? And isn't that why people hate politicians? It's a hundred percent gimmick, right? They're gonna they're gonna raise revenue to the tune of seven hundred billion dollars, and four hundred billion of this is gonna go to climate change legislation. And, and which, by the way, if if uh, if you're a, a, a senator from West Virginia mm-hmm. who's helped authoring and shepherd this package through Congress, climate change. And the climate change fanatics don't love your state because they don't like coal. They don't like gas. They don't like oil. They don't like anything that has carbon in it, which is what gives jobs to the people of your state. Mm-hmm. So, Manchin, you're not helping your people. And you, listen, I, I have a problem with this bill. Just when I you know, look at the tweet from, from uh, Al Gore, mm-hmm. when Al Gore is like, listen, this is the greatest climate change bill 
that we've ever passed and shepherded through Congress ever. <laughs> I'm like, ding, 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 lights and sirens are going off. This is a huge problem. But, Jimmy, these people, I, they're, they're believers, and they, they, they believe, I think some of them do, that the climate is going to destroy the earth. Yep. But others don't believe that, Jimmy. I, they, they, if, if you're going to fly around on a private jet, mm-hmm. whether you're Bill Gates um, or Al Gore or John Kerry, mm-hmm. and be a massive carbon polluter, but then say, but I'm, I'm okay because I have carbon offsets. Mm-hmm. That's BS. Yeah. A, if, if, if you want to stop carbon uh, producing activity, it should start with you. Don't fly in private jets. And by the way, I'm okay with private jets. I yeah. wish I could fly in a private jet like you do. <laughs> I, I can't afford it like you do, but... But I, if I could, I would. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe you shouldn't have a twenty thousand square foot home if you don't want to be a huge carbon emitter. And you maybe you shouldn't have a, a, a big place like Barack Obama on the beach in in Hawaii if you think the world's going to end and sea levels are going to rise. These people are frauds. Big it's frauds. about control, Jimmy. They want to control all of us um, and our way of life, and they do that by trying to scare the heck out of us and say that the the the, 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 the climate is changing. And you can't argue against it. You can't disprove it because yeah. the climate always changes. I know that's the one thing. But what's fascinating is the climate uh, changes almost as often as their argument because this started with an ice age. Then it turned into we're all going to melt. Then it turned into fine. We're not going to melt, but the climate's changing. And I think that was the cat, the best umbrella because it's kind of a catch all for anything that happens now. They just flat out tell you, oh, there's a flood. It's, it's climate change. And there's a fire. It's climate change. It's just a be all end all. You know, they used to have that old that uh you know that old commercial you know for uh you know shout you know it was like when in doubt shout it out and you could just throw shout on any type of situation that's what climate change is you can just throw it at anything but you're right that it's a racket and to your point Sean Duffy I don't fly private uh much at all here and there okay but it's going to get to that point if I keep hanging out with you where I have to fly private cuz I'm just going to get mobbed by fans they're going to be like do you know Sean Duffy can you get him to autograph my underwear or whatever i mean you're a super hunk it's been established wait, wait, wait. Were you talking about shout like when I spray on my stains on my shirt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When in doubt, shout it out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You shout it out. No, I, yeah, totally. You thought I was just starting a Tears for Fears cover band? Shout, shout, let it all out? Yes, but you have to go back and get this history right, Jimmy, because in the 70s, they were saying the planet is cooling. Yes. We have a cooling effect going on. You're like, oh, the second ice age is on its way. Okay. And then they said, no, 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 no. Now it's warming. And that didn't work out. And now they're like, listen, we need a catch-all. It's climate change. So no matter, to your point, no matter what happens, whether you have a hurricane, a flood, a drought, which happens all the time on this earth, mm-hmm. they can go, it's climate change, and we need more control given to us. You have less freedom. We have more control. We win. You lose. You ride bicycles. We fly in private jets. And the world will be a better, more peaceful place. There it is. I throw up in my mouth. There it is. No, no, you, you nailed it, Sean Duffy. It's, this is the kind of epic analysis that makes us want to have you guest host the show August 26th. I mean, these are the things. Talk to your people. Or 20, Whenever you know what I do? I sit, I sit in your chair, Jimmy, and I kind of kick back, and I bring the microphone down. I'm like, I just pretend like I'm what you must do in there. I mean, <laughs> I want to pretend like I'm Jimmy Fela for like three hours, well, and like I get self-esteem, and well, I feel really good about myself. We'll bring a bottle of fun. bourbon and a cigar then. Uh, if you really want to get, if you if you want to do the full fail, snort a couple of Percocets between commercials. I mean, lean in, Duffy. Lean in. You know, what? I'm going to. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do the. I'm going to bring the bottle in, the cigars. You know, someone might kill kill me. Might if I if I start to do this early, kill me. Who's down the hall from you? Might go like, what the hell's going on down in the Jimmy Fallon studio? No, he get he like, gets it. He tried. Kill me. Yeah, just I, tried to stave several interventions. He always yells at me about not wearing a tie on the radio. 
Uh, but I switch out. <laughs> like when I go, whatever, like I run to go do TV after this, I'll throw on a tie and obviously dress like an adult. But for radio, I'm pretty relaxed. I almost dress like I'm still driving my taxi. Um, you know, I keep it mellow. It's like it's a hang. But, you know, Kilmeade's old school. He's a very polished anchor. You know what I mean? He's an adult in the room. And uh, I'm just kind of like I'm like the guy like for real when it comes to Fox News. Kilmeade is like my older brother with um, an expired license. And I'm basically using his license to get into the bars here at Fox News. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, I love that. But can, yeah. Can I ask you a question? A serious mm-hmm. question? Yeah. So and, I, and I've told you this before. So I listen to your interviews and I listen to you on the radio and I I think it's a real art. There's a lot of people who can comment on on the news and what's happening, but it is something special to bring the news to me, bring a perspective to me, but also bring it with humor. So does this stuff, does the humor just come to you? Do you just like have like flashes of like, that's really funny? Well, I think ponder it. Like how does the mind of Jimmy Fallon work uh-huh. is what I'm curious about. Cause it's, it's actually, it's, it's very enjoyable to watch. And oh, to listen to. Well, thank you. Uh, uh, no, for real. Like two things. One, my brain is probably more calibrated for comedy because that's like the default because I came up in comedy. So even though you're making a serious point, your default screen setting is comedy. So it always just kind of gravitates. And then, of course, the other is just drugs, you know, but let's not, you know, let's not lose the plot here. Um, you read the compliment people, exactly. People might believe you on So people might believe you on that, but it's not true. Jimmy is like as straight as an arrow. No, and is. he's funnier than all get out. And it's, it's, a, real, it's a real skill set. And, and, I, and I've told you this before. This news can be so boring. I know so many people yep. who've turned off the news. They don't want to watch. They don't want to watch it. They don't yep. want to listen to it. Oh, I get it. Because it's so depressing. No, I get and it. But if you can actually let me get some news and you can make me laugh, I'm like, I love that, Jimmy, and that's why you make my day brighter. Oh, sure. And Duffy. you have your little toys in there, uh-huh. and I'm like, you know what? If you, and if I could add a cigar and some bourbon to it, too, like, this is like heaven. I don't need to go to Disney. I don't Thank need you. to go to Florida and Disney. Duffy. I'm just going to go. I'm going to live. Jimmy's this is what we're going to do. Well, I, no, no, I love all of this. Uh, we're going to go to commercial. You're going to go negotiate my next contract down the hall. Can you help yeah. a brother out? Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. All right, let me know. I don't know. I mean, I'll be shocked. I'll be shocked at the numbers that you get. And why you're not <laughs> That's enough. Private all the time and only part time. But beyond that, Jimmy, I'm gonna get this done for you. You're the man, Sean Duffy. I'll be waiting. I'll be waiting for our celebratory dinner. I'll see you soon, brother. <laughs> Jimmy Fallon. He's got great charisma. Yeah. He's always dressed fantastic. He has what I call oh, it. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon broadcasting live from the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City, where we may or may not be engaged in a fire drill right now. We just had some type of alarm go off during the commercial break. Someone started some type of... Were we just overthrown? Do I work for CNN now? Like, what is even going on over here? I don't know, but we're going to get to the bottom of that. And in the next hour, Greg Stubbe who is, of course, a superstar congressional representative from the great state of Florida, a man who pitched five shutout innings in last week's congressional baseball game. He is going to join us to throw the challenge flag at the shoehorning of climate change into an Inflation Reduction Act that, oh, by the way, doesn't even reduce inflation. It's such a scam. But we will uh, separate, they say, fact from fiction. We're going to do that next, so don't go anywhere. It's going to be exciting. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it sure is. We are fired up. Big hour coming your way. 
broadcasting live here in New York City at the world-famous Fox News headquarters, which might have been on fire. Apparently, they were just doing a test. But uh, somebody in the building was setting off all kinds of alarms during the commercial break. But we're here. Uh, We've got it under control. Uh, So much so that Florida Representative Greg Stubbe from the 17th Congressional District is going to stop by in this hour. Uh, we got to talk about the Inflation Reduction Act, which is goal is to what? End inflation. Doesn't do it, according to the Joint Congressional Committee. And we will also, of course, get some locker room talk. Do you remember that phrase? Trump said locker room talk. We're going to get some locker room talk in regards to the congressional baseball game, which the Republicans won 10 to nothing last week, uh, largely in part to a pitching effort from Greg Stubbe, who threw five shutout innings on the mound. I got to hear about this guy's striking out congressional Democrats. That seems like a good time. Uh, So we'll get into it. And whatever the hell's on your mind, 888-788-9910. It's a frisky Tuesday on the show. There's a lot going on. I'm supposed to be on Tucker later. But we are, of course, monitoring minute by minute the situation in Taiwan, where Nancy Pelosi has flown over there uh, in defiance of orders from the Chinese Communist government, something I support. I'm glad she did it. We should not be ordered around on the world stage from China. Now, yes, this does put us in a precarious position where we have, you know, Joe Biden uh, managing what could potentially become a foreign policy debacle. Uh, And if you're keeping score at home, the last one didn't exactly go great in Afghanistan. So, you know, we'll be monitoring that situation as the night evolves. But right now, regardless of whether or not there's any me and Tucker time, there's a lot of me and you time. So buckle up, kids. Let's have a grown up talk about none other than Kamala Harris. Kamala's awful with her weird laugh. Ha ha. I got to tell you, man, there's a shameless thing going on. And you've heard it before in politics. You know, they say, like, never let a crisis go to waste. If there's a problem, you come in, you push your agenda. And that's been the one constant in this administration. Fuel prices are up. Electric vehicles. The border's being overrun. It's climate change. Do you remember when Kamala visited the Northern Triangle and told us the root cause of illegal immigration was climate change? Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. Yo, dummy. People weren't walking a thousand miles because they were worried about the weather forecast in 50 years or 30 years or 20 years. They were walking a thousand miles to flee real oppression, food insecurity, cartel violence, corrupt governments. Sadly, they've made it all the way here to New York. (laughs) Now they're dealing with food insecurity, cartel violence and corrupt government. But the point is. Okay, it was an attempt to leverage their agenda against your suffering. That's they tell you with inflation. Oh, Inflation Reduction Act, climate change. That's what they're doing. This Inflation Reduction Act is a climate change bill by another name. They don't have the balls to pass a climate change bill because if you look at the polling, they don't have the support to pass a climate change bill. So they shoehorned it into inflation reduction. But understand, according to the Joint Congressional Committee, it won't reduce inflation. So it's shameless. Okay. But even more so, you got Kamala. She's down in South Florida yesterday. She's announcing all kinds of climate related spending. And she has some really dopey points. One of which is that the disastrous flooding we saw out in Missouri, the disastrous flooding we saw out in Kentucky could have been prevented if only we spent more money on climate change. Shut up, fool. Yo, you don't know that. The idea that we can just spend money and control the rain is the height of stupidity. Okay, but this is the claim. And again, why is this claim being made? 
It's not being made because she knows spending more money would have solved this problem. It's being made because every crisis in this country is an opportunity for the Democratic Party to leverage their agenda. I'm Hillary Clinton, and I approve this message. Okay, so let's talk about this one because I just found it fascinating. You get a little bit of word salad. You get a little climate change. Take it away, Cami Clip 23. Our nation and many of us have discussed, have lamented, have talked about the threat of climate change. For years, we debated the potential impact that climate change could have on our communities, on our country, and our world. And today, we know the impact if folks weren't clear about it before. Just watch the evening news and see that the time for debate is long past. You don't have a clue. Now, when they say something like, look, watch the news, you can see the time for debate is long past. That is a lie. What do you mean? It's oh, First of all, it's always time for debate. The whole point of science is to never stop questioning anything. But we don't have any actual proof. Like, the, the, Understand this. They were telling us in the 70s it was going to be an ice age and that the time to debate was over. Until the ice age didn't come and they were like, we're all going to melt. It's so hot. The time for debate was over. Then we didn't hit the rising heat threshold. So they were like, the weather's changing. The time for debate is over. Okay, the only thing we should not be debating is whether or not these people are completely full of That is not open for debate because they are. Here's more Kamala telling us the deaths in Missouri and Kentucky. Yo, people died. People have lost loved ones. You're showing up with I know what you need. Just, you know, enact some of my policies and we'll make this go away. What are you talking about? How do you in what way can you say to me? Can you show me data that if we spend this, that happens? We don't control the weather. This is not a movie. This is not an Austin Powers film. This is not a Dr. Evil thing. You shut your mouth, you bastard. But here she is shamelessly pushing climate change on the on, on the families of victims. This is clip 24. Climate change has become a climate crisis. And a threat has now become a reality. In recent days, deadly floods have swept through Missouri and Kentucky, washing away entire neighborhoods, leaving at least 35 dead, including babies, children. As has been reported, four children from one family. So the devastation is real. The harm is real. The impact is real. And we are witnessing it in real time. She is a fraud, a phony, a woman without a moral core, a regular two-faced, mealy-mouthed politician who swings with the wind. I mean, straight up, Kamala Harris. I mean, really think about that. So you want me to believe it only rains when the climate changes? Like we got record levels of rainfall, which records get broken with the weather all the time. With June, just so we understand, was the coldest June on record, on record. And then what did they tell us in July? Oh, the planet's on fire. It's hot. Yeah, here's a newsflash. It's always hot in July. If you look at the calendar going back years, July is hotter than a stock tip from Paul Pelosi. You know, always hot. But the thing is, understand Okay, they're not here to talk data. They're here to talk self-righteousness. They're here to talk moral superiority. They're here to say, do what we want or you're ruining the planet. 
And what does do what we want always mean? Please give us money. More money for climate change. Again, the Inflation Reduction Act. That's what she's there to speak about. I'm here to speak about the Inflation Reduction Act, which is climate change, climate change, climate change, climate change. What does that have to do with reducing inflation? If you guessed absolutely nothing, you are correct. Here's another word salad, though. Here is Kamala consoling the victims now that she's done non-consensually forcing her climate views on them. Here she is consoling them with more doublespeak and repetition. Clip 25. I know that while we send our prayers and our love, we also, with each day, renew our commitment to the urgency of now and the ability that we have collectively, all of us in it together, to do something about it. I mean... Shut up! Will you shut up? <laughs> so there's like so much word salad. When you write professionally, okay, if you write unprofessionally, your teacher will tell you to avoid redundancy when you're speaking. Makes the sentences more interesting. Makes the words more galvanizing. But, you know, Kamala's, you know, we're here to debate the impact because people are impacted and it's having an impact across the broader spectrum that's impacted by the impact. So we should discuss how we can have a positive impact and all the negative things impacting people's lives. And everybody in the room's like, wait, what's going on? This is confusing. Folks, this is embarrassing. This is the woman second in line or excuse me, first in line to the presidency. Okay, she would be the president if Joe Biden, you know gets sent up to the Shady Pines retirement home or whatever the hell they do with them. I mean, most people think it's long past time, not even in this country, but in other parts of the world. This man needs a retirement home and a warm bowl of soup. But Kamala Harris, who is just a shameless buffoon, this is a woman who on the campaign trail said she believed Joe Biden's sexual assault accuser, Tara Reid, said Joe Biden is a rapist. She said she believed that. She called Joe Biden a racist because he supported segregated busing in the 70s. And then when Joe Biden called her up and was like, hey, you want to be vice president? She was like, hell yes, I do. And away they went with no regard for the fact that she had previously called the guy a rapist. She had previously said that he was a racist. She took the job right away, just like she's pushing climate change right away in the faces of victims. Why? Not because she's a Democrat, not because she's a vice president, but because Kamala Harris is a certified clown. <laughs> You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. And while we have met the technical definition of a recession, the White House still holding firm to the fact that we're judging it wrong. Democrats are so full of crap. Listen, we can do the semantics thing, but the bigger challenge flag being thrown in this moment is the Inflation Reduction Act. I talked about this at the top of the show today. It's called the Inflation Reduction Act, but there's one small problem. The Bipartisan Tax Committee assessed this bill and found out it doesn't reduce inflation at all. Not even a little. Uh, This fact was not lost on the great Peter Ducey, who pound for pound, I say this all the time, Ducey's got some of the best hair in cable news. You have to give the championship belt to Bill Malusian. He's the hunk that covers the southern border for us here at Fox. Because Malusian's out in the elements. This guy's in, you know, rain and wind, and he's in, in water. I mean, Malusian, you know, he's like playing in Lambeau Field in the winter. Ducey, for all intents and purposes, plays in a dome. He's at the White House. That being said, he looks great, although Corinne Jean-Pierre might disagree with his assessment of the inflation reduction bill. Uh, here is Ducey throwing the challenge flag over the fact that this bill will raise taxes on every American making less than $400,000 a year, something the White House and Joe Biden himself have been steadfast in saying was not the case. It's clip 15. Is President Biden thinking about pulling his support for the Inflation Reduction Act? No. Because he promised it wasn't going to make, it wasn't going to raise taxes on anybody making less than four hundred thousand dollars a year. But the Joint Committee on Taxation says that is not true. Well, that is incorrect. So, the Joint Committee on Taxation, which you guys heralded as a an effective body when you were selling that infrastructure package, is not to be trusted here. The JCT uh, uh, report that we're currently seeing is incomplete because it omits uh, the actual benefits uh, that Americans would receive. You can't handle the truth because they don't have benefits. Has anyone in the Democratic Party showed a detailed explanation of how this bill would benefit Americans? The answer would be no. No. So when she says that, understand this is the ridiculousness of this administration in a nutshell. Okay, climate change is a big deal to Democrats. Nobody else cares about it. They couldn't get a climate change bill passed on their own. So what they did, as I've been saying all day today, is they went out and shoehorned climate change into the same old climate change bill, the Build Back Better BS, and they called it the Inflation Reduction Act. What a fraud. But it's still the same bill. They knew nobody was going to vote for a climate change bill. So like, ah, we'll call it inflation reduction. But here's the thing. Yes, it would be a popular move if, in fact, you could reduce inflation. Unfortunately, this bill does neither. Okay, when we talk about the Joint Committee on Taxation, the Joint Committee means both political parties. It's not the Joint Committee, like three guys smoked a joint. And we're like, I don't know, man. Can we afford this? No, no. This is both political parties doing an assessment of the benefits of this bill. It will increase inflation. And it will also increase your taxes. Just hold on to your pocketbook. They just put a lien on your money, your savings, and your retirement. So understand, when Corinne Jean-Pierre... It's like, oh, you don't understand the joint committee. They don't don't know what they're doing. You understand they were straight up telling us when he passed the infrastructure bill, well, the joint committee says it's okay. They're the gold standard. 
Now the joint committee throws the challenge flag, and she's like, oh, hell no. Ain't nobody going to trust the joint committee. This is politics as usual. That's what they do. It's just straight politics. And the problem I have in this moment, and it's the problem I've had every moment since Biden got sworn in, is I really had forgotten. It was almost gullible in that the four years of Trump, and believe me, we're not running the Donald Trump radio defense fund. I have plenty of his listeners mad at me uh, from time to time because we do call a fair fight. If he does something wrong, we got to throw the challenge flag. But the frustration, the thing we had forgotten about during the four years of a Trump White House is what traditional politics look like. This is why everyone hated traditional politics. This is why Donald Trump's presidency was possible, because we had watched decade after decade after decade of people in Washington saying the right thing and doing the wrong thing. OK, reduce inflation. That's the right thing to say. It's the number one issue at the polls. But what they're actually doing would increase inflation. That's true. That is true. And, you know, you forgot about this sort of thing. Because, like, for whatever you think about Trump, okay, my job is not to make you vote or like the guy. Okay, I'm not an activist, just a talk show host. But whatever you think about the guy, when he campaigned, he actually attempted to do the things he campaigned on, which is unheard of. Like, just to give you an idea, like, Joe Biden said what? Oh, I run on unity. Unity beats in my soul. Then the minute he got into office, he was like, anybody who doesn't agree with my voter ID position is Jim Crow on steroids. Oh, it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated. We got to hate these people and fire them from their jobs. Hardly the stuff of unity. Okay, that's what a status quo politician does. Run on one thing, do another. Okay, and that's why so many people are so sick of what's going on in Washington. You know, the bad news is the customers hate the food. The good news is the Democrats are about to give us bigger portions. That's stupid. Use your common sense. They don't have any. We'll discuss it with the great Florida representative Greg Stubbe when we come back. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who did not throw Five shutout innings in the congressional baseball game. Joining us now is a man who did. He's kind of the showy Otani of congressional baseball in that he hits home runs and he pitches shutouts. Florida Representative Greg Stubbe back in the house. Hey, man. Hey, how are you? I mean, five shutout innings, man. I mean, is is uh, it's that's not nothing. Okay, it's, it's very impressive stuff. I hope I hope you took a bow afterwards. Well, it was nice. We had a lot of errors last year, and mm-hmm. this year defense played well. So when you pitch, you obviously are pitching so that people hit ground outs and short little fly balls, and that's what we did. And uh, when people field and do their job, it makes life on the mound much easier. I mean, we had a couple three-and-out innings, which was great because then that let us get ahead on uh, the offensive side. No, we'll take it. By the way, it's a very pro answer, too. You know, Major League Baseball is like, well, I had a lot of help out there and stuff like that. You're such a diplomat. I was really setting you up. I mean, it's the one game you play all year for you to be like, yeah, I own these mofos. Deep down, is that what you're thinking inside or no? Oh, yeah, that's that's absolutely. And and we keep saying, you know, we've shut out the Democrats in congressional baseball in July. We're going to shut them out in November, too. Oh! It's just a... a, uh, a, a uh, recipe of what's to come in November. That's the kind of talk we want, Stuby. Greg Stuby is on the line, Representative Stuby from the 17th Congressional District of Florida. Now, there was a rain delay during the game. Did the Democrats blame that on climate change? Oh, I'm sure. I mean, you did have all the climate crazies there. Um, some tried to, like, protest people coming in, and then uh-huh. they threw down their big banner midway through the game. Uh, and then suddenly it rained, and all of them went away because – 
Uh, they don't like the weather. They're 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 all about their protest until they get rained on, and then they all go home with their banners. Yeah, it's such a it's so the whole thing it's so ridiculous to me. But I bring it up because basically what's going on with you know the bill they're working on now is they're calling it the Inflation Reduction Act, but it's basically just more of the climate change that they don't actually have the public support for. So in a roundabout way, aren't they just shoehorning climate change into the inflation cause as like a workaround? Well, what's amazing to me is they – and the more I've been in Congress, the more they do it, and the more the American people catch on to the fact that they're straight-out, bold-faced lying to the American people. Mm-hmm. So they, they call the bill the Inflation Reduction Act, and we're all supposed to nod our heads and be like, oh, this bill is going to lower inflation, mm-hmm. when it absolutely does the complete opposite of that. Mm-hmm. So if you look at the title of the bill, usually it's doing the opposite of what they propose that it's supposed to solve, whatever problem it is it's supposed to solve. Mm-hmm. I mean – any economist will tell you the trillions of dollars that we've dumped on the economy has caused the current inflationary economic conditions that we are currently in. Why in the world are you going to drop almost $800 billion more dollars on the economy to go to basically climate companies, you know, green companies that they've handpicked? Again, the government picking winners and losers, private companies. Uh, it, it just doesn't make any sense. And the American people are getting smarter than that. They're starting to realize that the the fake news is the fake news and what the democrats say isn't actually what it it perpetrates that that they're getting done oh it's so true and it's really fascinating to me how they do what you just said with the name of a bill because you hear inflation reduction and everybody at home goes yeah i want to reduce inflation so on paper that is the ruse but like my understanding now according to the joint committee is this is also going to raise everybody's taxes is that not the case yeah, again, why in the world during uh, the economic – we are in a recession. Mm-hmm. There, there is no doubt we are in a recession. The White House can can make up whatever terms they want to make up, like they made it for mm-hmm. changing what a vaccine actually is. They can make up whatever term. We are in a recession. We have had two quarters of negative GDP growth. To think that by raising taxes on the businesses that are paying your workforce is going to help that – just shows you how backwards their ideology is. The very companies that are providing food for workers and putting food on their family's table, the moment you raise taxes on them, they're not going to limit what their, their profit margins are. They're going to start looking at ways to cut. Well, what are they going to cut? They're going to cut the workforce yep. to be able to make their bottom dollar numbers for stockholders and shareholders and that sort of thing. So again, it Raising taxes and dumping money on the economy is exactly what has gotten us to where we are today um, after trillions and trillions of dollars that the Biden administration has spent. It is such a mess. Florida Representative Greg Stubbe is on the line from the 17th Congressional District. And everybody who's been following this, you know, we took a lot of calls on this. People are really like they're not used to the level of indifference. Like we've 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 we're listening to Washington. You know, Washington has lied to us for a long time. A lot of traditional politicians uh, have lied to us. And we've seen that before. But there's almost like a brazen indifference this time around to where they're telling us, you know, no, you're not suffering. As we see statistics that show us 61 percent of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. That's not a good time in our country. But the fact that they just keep kind of turning a blind eye towards that, telling us, you know, the media has convinced you it's bad as if people don't know that their savings are down or that they don't have, you know, the wherewithal to afford goods that they did, you know, in the prior years. Do they think we're stupid? Do they think we're smart and they just don't care? Like, what do you actually attribute this to? No, they do. They think the American people are ignorant. They think that they can tell people 
oh, this is going to solve the inflation crisis. And in six or eight months, they'll either blame it on Trump or blame it on Putin or blame it on China or blame it on somebody else that it didn't actually accomplish what they said that it would accomplish. And the American people are smarter than that. And, and thankfully, Trump, through his presidency, brought a lot of that out because he would call it out for what it is. Yeah. And um, I, I tell you, when, when you have crime-ridden cities and you see what's happening and you see what's happening with the border, and suddenly Mayor Bowser in D.C. doesn't want illegal immigrants <laughs> in her city, but it's okay to flood them in Florida and Texas, mm-hmm. and all of the things that are happening in the world – from foreign affairs, from Afghanistan to you name it, that's affecting everyday Americans when they go to the gas pump, when they go to the grocery store. That is what is going to change the the dynamic in November because those moderate voters or independent voters know that two years ago before Biden got elected, their life was much better economically. Their communities were safer. They didn't have illegal immigrants coming across the border. They weren't spending taxes and all of the raising taxes and spending all of these trillions of dollars with inflation going up. And that's going to what's going to be the deciding factor in November. Yeah, I, you know what? You know what's about that, and I agree, is that if you just look, we took it about the border. If you look at the Democratic support with Latinos, it's down legitimately 40 points because people who migrated to this country legally don't want to see it turn into what they fled. But in a lot of ways, that's kind of what the Democrats are creating. It's really wild to me. Um, and I think you're well, right. And to all see, those you know. immigrants that did it the right way, mm-hmm. that went through the process and got their citizenship, they they're, they don't think it's fair that all of these people flooding across the border now the Biden administration is going to give them an ID yeah. and, and treat them and give them taxpayer dollar benefits and all of these things. Now, spot on. And you know what else nobody honestly cares about if you ask people that are living pay, paycheck to paycheck? Nobody cares about climate change. Like you can tell me it is whatever you want to tell me that it is uh, one way or the other. But I, I almost consider that I, I hate I don't use the term white privilege. I hate all of these identity politics terms. But climate change really has become a its own form of white privilege and that the only people talking about it are rich coastal white people uh, who yell and scream about this. But if you live in a crime infested neighborhood and you can't afford goods, I don't think you care what the weather's going to be 50 years from now. Do you get a lot of that in the 17th district? Oh, well, I, I'm in a conservative district yeah. and obviously down here, yeah. uh, people people take that for what it is. It's an excuse to, to do a lot of spending on the far left at the expense of the American people. Yep. And uh, as, they, as the, the white privileged people that are telling us that we need to lower our carbon emissions and all this are flying around on their private jets yep. and, and lecturing us about how we should live our lives. And if you look at states that have implemented some of these policies, like California, mm-hmm. where they've had blackouts, yep. where they can't manage to have power on, where they tell their citizenry, hey, you can only run your air up to a certain amount or your heat during the wintertime up to this certain amount. The American people know that there are repercussions for doing the type of things that Democrats want to do. Look at the things that we've seen happen in Europe. Look at the amount of power that Russia has been able to wield because of the pipeline, yep. because the Democrats opened Biden to open that up mm-hmm. for them. So the American people are starting to get smart on all this, and the Democrats are losing. They think they can win on climate, and they think they can win on abortion. Yep. And what they don't realize is the majority of American people reject both of those ideologies. Yeah, it's so, it's so true, especially when it comes to abortion, because they, they basically were selling a lie in that they said the repeal of Roe versus Wade was somehow a ruling on abortion, when in fact it was just returning that rule to the states. And all the blue states are going to have their abortion, and the red states are going to adjust according to the voter preference. And that's why I don't think it's mobilized people the way they thought it would. Like, that's scope. 
SCOTUS leak that came out, that draft leak, obviously was designed to try to pressure judges into a different decision and also to mobilize what they thought was going to be a big backlash against Republicans. It really hasn't come. I mean, aside from, you know, a bunch of lunatic protesters chasing people out of restaurants. But one other question I got to throw at you. This is kind of out of left field, um, but we started on baseball, so we'll come out of left field. Do you pay Byron Donalds to compliment your wardrobe as much as he does? (laughs) <laughs> no, yep. no, I have to, I have to uh, start start following that and the, seeing what he's saying. The, this is why I say this. Make I've sure I've I seen it, and this is why I say this. Okay, you know he he has brought it up obviously on my show on multiple times because he considers himself to be the guy he always says with the most swag in Congress, but he says you're the best dressed. But then I saw him do it in another interview, and the reason it jumped out at me is like BD comes on this show and he talks about himself. It's like a North Korean press release, you know, when they say like Kim Jong Un shot 17 <laughs> holes in one. He beats with the heat of a thousand suns. But for whatever reason, like he really does defer with you, uh, defer to you on clothes. And I'm just trying I'm not denying, you know, your clothing game is spot on, but I've never seen him so deferential. So if you ever want to break down what the power dynamic is on the show, you're welcome to in the future. Well, maybe you should have us both on at some point, and we can discuss it on air. Fashion week, yeah, we'll have you. We'll have you on during. We'll have you on during fashion week. All right, we got to work this out. I mean, first of all, you have, I, I do need you to kind of. You guys got to get out there and take back the Senate and the House and turn the country around. If I have priorities, Amen. but once we get that under control, we can talk fashion. All right, Calvin Klein. I like it. Good stuff, man. Uh, congrats on the five shutout innings. We all had you on our fantasy team. We were talking up that game in the run-up because, you know, we know your story of hitting the home run. So you did me good. We made a couple of side bucks, so thank you. Oh, good deal. Happy to help. <laughs> there he goes. Representative Greg Stubbe making it happen. I'll see you soon. Uh, listen, everything he said, by the way, you know, the rules, the rules of climate change, the rules of abortion. You know, every time the Democrats – Say like, ah, the world's going to end. What's the underlying premise? Please give us money. Every time. Oh, abortion's under attack. Please give us money. The cops are racist. Please give us money. That's all they're doing. They don't want to solve problems. They want to run on them. That's the thing over and over and over again. But when it comes to the problems they've sold, okay, abortion again, it's not moving the needle. Like we were told the repeal of Roe versus Wade, it was an avalanche. You remember Chuck Schumer? You have unleashed a whirlwind, Kavanaugh and Gorsuch, and you don't know what's going to hit you. Chuck Schumer is a clown. Total clown. Okay. But if you remember, screaming and yelling, oh, you overturned Roe, you won't know what hit you. And, And in all honesty, it hasn't moved the needle even a percent on the generic ballot because they're always selling some type of existential threat that's not existential. Okay, understand they told you forever and ever and ever. Trump is a Russian. We're all doomed. It's the end of America. Okay, because Trump's a Russian. Then was Trump a Russian? No. Okay. Roe getting repealed. Women are going to jail. Doctors are going to die in prison. Is that happening? No. Okay. Climate change. Is that happening? No. Long story short. Okay. I think Lincoln says it best. I'll let him say it again. Democrats are so full of crap. This thing is going to become gargantuan when the Son of Man comes. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We're reading a study here in the commercial break. California leads the nation in departing U-Hauls. More people leaving California than any other state in the country. You can break it down on a percentage basis. I know they have a massive population, but even by percent, uh, they are losing uh, more population than anybody, mainly because Gavin Newsom has turned the whole state into a giant outdoor restroom. But if you do break it down, L.A., L.A. County and San Francisco are number one and number two. And enough about the sidewalks. But no, the point is more people leaving those two cities than anywhere else in the country. What do they both have in common? Obviously, Democratic leadership. No differently than what we have here in New York, which is also a filth pot. I am supposed to be discussing this on the Tucker Carlson show tonight, uh, give or take breaking news. Uh, we don't know. Nancy Pelosi is over there in Taiwan, and thankfully so far so good. Uh, obviously, we're wishing for her safe passage. She is not our enemy. I don't agree with any of her policies, but I want things to work out for her. Uh, but should the news remain incident-free, you will see me discussing uh, the filthy state of affairs here in New York City where it's just gross. They have logged this summer. A record level of odor complaints in New York City. And it's New York's always disgusting, just to be clear. It is, but this one is particularly bad because what's happened is there's an overall quality of life decline in these Democratic run cities where, you know, they're not prosecuting basic quality of life offenses like people peeing on sidewalks like trash littering in the streets, like people smoking marijuana everywhere. The fact that we have mentally ill people for as far as can be, nobody goes to jail because of these woke bail reforms. Everything woke turns to Yeah, including the sidewalks. Again, it is disgusting. Okay, you know, you've heard people say, oh, we just got to round up all the mentally ill people and throw them in a building. No, they tried that at CNN. It didn't work. But the point is, All of these Democratic initiatives that sound empathetic, that sound like they care. I'm just talking to it as an adult in the room. 
Okay, yeah, it'd be nice to give everybody free everything. It'd be nice if nobody ever had to go to jail. You know, be nice. Okay, but would it? Would it? Because now you got nobody who wants to work for a living, and you got criminals all over the streets. That can't be good. But it's exactly what we have, and that's why, in a nutshell, everybody is leaving L.A., like the song I just played you, because they want to go to a red state where, you know, they've got their freedoms, and more importantly, they've got some soap, they've got some indoor plumbing like the good old days, you know, and they can live their best life. And that would be my advice to you between now and tomorrow. The show is over. Pay up. Get out. You can be a Republican. You can be a Democrat. We don't care. Just don't be a... Jason in the House, the Jason Chaffetz Podcast. Dive deeper than the headlines and the party lines as I take on American life, politics, and entertainment. Subscribe now on foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you download podcasts. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.